Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Connected Knitter podcast. I'm your host, Meredith, and you can find me on Ravelry as Five Pointed Star and on Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest as the Connected Knitter. I also have a blog where that where I'll post show notes and other tips and tricks and thoughts about my knitting, uh, and that website is theconnectedknitter.com. So um, I thought I have I kind of have a lot to say this being the first episode and so I thought I would just jump right in and talk a little bit about who I am and why I'm podcasting. So um, as I said my name is Meredith and I started knitting when I was pregnant with my daughter and she is now 17 and a half years old. So I guess I've been knitting for about 18 years, which feels like a very long time. And when I think about those days when I first sat down with a project, uh, it does feel like a long time ago. And I think my first project, I would knit a sweater for my daughter that I was expecting. So Um, So I've been knitting for a long time, and I have a lot to share and a lot of things, ideas, and uh, things I've discovered about myself and my knitting along the way. So I'll talk a lot about that, but the other reason, or one main reason why I really wanted to start podcasting, and it is really the idea behind The Connected Knitter. Um, I used to blog, and even I had a very short-lived podcast um, under the name Life Less Messy, and that blog is still there at lifelessmessy.com. But I realized that I wanted to, uh, well, more and more I was finding that though that blog started out as a real kind of lifestyle blog, and I blogged a lot about my my life and my family, knitting really took over, but the name didn't really reflect that. And I've been really thinking a lot about this idea lately about knitting and how it can connect people and how it's I guess it's very interesting to me that knitting can be this very solitary practice right when you're sitting in your armchair with your project there's nobody but you knitting each little stitch and you can feel very alone and kind of isolated with your with your project but it really isn't or or it really doesn't have to be so isolating because if you think about that project that you're working on and the needles that you're using and where they were manufactured and who else uses uh, knitting needles that are like that and then if you think about the yarn that you're using and who dyed it and where that yarn the mill where the the yarn was spun and the farmer who watched over the sheep that gave the wool there are all of these people who are involved in your knitting and who really had a part in in that project that you feel so sort of isolated and in your own little living room in front of your Netflix <laughs> knitting so it's not really such an isolating thing and but it's sometimes hard for us to remember that. And so I thought that the connected knitter could be a way for us to really remember how connected we are with each other and how we can use knitting and the media of the internet, medium of the internet, 
to connect with other knitters. And lots of people already do this. And you can see, you know, if you're um, on Instagram or Ravelry, these are all ways that people have found to make their knitting not such an isolating um, activity. And so how, but there's a way to do it. And there are sort of tips and tricks and, and ways that you can use Ravelry and Instagram and a blog and all of those things to connect with people more over your knitting. And so that's really what my idea of the connected knitter is all about. Like, how can we get connected? How can everyone be a connected knitter? So that's really what, what this is all about. And um, one struggle that I really had with when I was blogging and podcasting under the Life Less Messy name was this kind of question of anonymity. And I really struggled with how can I have my sort of knitting um, identity um, and should it be really separate from the rest of my life? Because I am a teacher and it can be really challenging as a teacher to have a life outside of school or outside of the classroom. Um, teachers are kind of expected to be uh, pretty self-sacrificing and to really uh, completely dedicate their lives to their students and to their their work and so um so it's tricky i guess it's tricky to honor and recognize that there are other things that i'm interested in and other things that i do with my life and can i podcast can i blog should my students know about it will my students find out about it and that was a big part of it so i had um my old Instagram account was marked private because I just didn't want students um, to be, you know, I just have a policy. I'm not uh, on social, connected with students on social media. And so I felt like, okay, if I start kind of a new identity, then I, I can connect with people because I really found that to be limiting. I didn't want to have this kind of private uh, identity on Instagram or any other social media. I really wanted to be able to connect with people as easily and quickly as I could. So that was another motivation for starting this new um, sort of name and podcast and blog and identity. So so I'm really excited to get started. And, um, and then one other aspect is that because... Um, one of the things that I do with my life outside of school is I have always just been really interested in technology and I took that to a new level in the last few years I have started designing and developing websites for people and which again is it's a little bit of an awkward thing having this you know my main job as a teacher and uh but then doing this web, having web design work on the side. And I love that work. I actually love both job, both of my jobs. They're, uh, they're very different and I am satisfied with them both in completely different ways. And, um, and I think that's okay. And, but part of me feels a little nervous about, um, my, 
students and families recognizing that that is something that I do with my time as well, that designing and developing websites. And it's especially true because I'm a Waldorf teacher, which which has this sort of anti technology um, image and but really what that comes down to is this recognition that technology can be something that creates disconnect that you know we see it all the time when people are on their phones their noses are buried in their phones and they're not really connecting with the human beings that are around them and so uh, but my use of technology is really in support of connection. And so it doesn't feel so contrary to the ideals that I support as a Waldorf teacher as well. So, so anyway, those are all of the things that are in my mind when it comes to beginning this podcast. Oh, and then the, the one last thing I will tell you that kind of pushed me over the edge and really got me inspired and motivated to begin this podcast this morning was that um, this morning I was sitting in my little armchair knitting away and I was watching the um, Fat Squirrel Speaks podcast with Amy Beth. And if you don't watch that podcast, you definitely should take a look at it. And one of the, um, I guess on the episode that I watched today, she had been gifted a, um, she received a package from a bunch of followers, um, people who watch her podcast, who put together this very um, heartfelt gift. And, um, And she was very moved. And one of the things that was, I guess what really, what I found the most moving about what Amy Beth had to say was this idea of taking up space and, you know, especially for a woman, uh, as she said, a woman of size, that this idea of occupying as little space as you possibly can, whether it's physical space or space, you know, on the internet or space in someone's mind, uh, you know, or, or, awareness, there are, uh, it, it takes, I guess women have a tendency to, uh, try to not occupy space and that we feel like we're asserting ourselves a little too strongly if we, if we claim a, a space of our own. And that just really resonated with me when she, when she observed that and just, you know, commenting that, she did claim this space and she is clearly occupying a space in people's minds and what a wonderful thing that that is and that people are giving her that space and um, allowing her to exist in it and I just found that so um, meaningful and important and really it, it inspired me to go ahead and hit the record button. And that's why I'm here talking to you now. So, so I think I'm going to go ahead and start with launching into my knitting content. I think that's enough about what I'm thinking and where I'm going with all of this. So, so I'll talk about my works in progress, first of all. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is a 
pair of socks that I'm calling the mostly vanilla socks because they're usually I like to have a pair of vanilla socks on the needle so that I have something something mindless to knit while I'm at knit night or you know just needing to grab a few minutes to stitch away so this um, so this is filling that need in my knitting bag but it is um, a little bit more interesting than just a uh, vanilla sock and I think I'm gonna write up this pattern and put it make it available on my website just for free it's not anything um, earth-shattering but it just includes along either side of the leg a, uh, a garter rib I think that's what you call it so there's this section of eight stitches most of the sock is in stockinette but there are two sections of eight stitches where they are where it's alternating uh, rows of garter and stockinette so um, and it's just enough interest and um, I'm really enjoying it the yarn I'm using is by uh, a local dyer called uh, named thoroughly thwacked and the colorway is she shed and I'm just using the um, the fingering weight 8020 uh, merino nylon and I guess that that uh, base is called true um, under her name so thoroughly thwacked I really love it the yarn is a collection of blues and purples and reds and um, a little bit of like a, a orangey rust color and the it's very speckled and so there's a there are lots of um, areas of white within those stripes it's flashing a bit I mean I say stripes it's not like a self-striping yarn but in the same way that if you've ever knit with um, blue moon um, socks that rock it tends to kind of flash in that way and create a striping pattern and so this is definitely doing that but because there's so much white in it and it's so speckled it's uh, it it's not as dramatic it doesn't um, bother me and I I actually really love it it this yarn was gorgeous in the skein and it's knitting up really beautifully as well and I am knitting it um, on magic loop size zeros that's my go-to sock needle size although I usually prefer to knit socks on two circulars but my two circulars needles are uh, occupied so I'm doing magic loop with these and really liking it so that is one project the next project i'm going to talk about is another pair of socks and this is a more complicated pattern that i am just barely into i think i only have like three rounds of the cuff done and this is uh, the turbulent socks by cookie a and the yarn i'm using is nitpick stroll in this really bright yellow color and it's not like neon yellow but it's it's just kind of sunshine yellow in fact like i wasn't sure i couldn't remember the name but somehow the name sunshine is coming to my mind so maybe it's something like that and a while ago i just bought a bunch of nitpicks uh, stroll in solid colors just so I could knit up a bunch of these cookie a patterns because I've been a member of the cookie a sock club for a long time and I just want to knit up a bunch of those patterns so that I 
uh, have done them. And this is some of that yarn that I bought. So I didn't necessarily choose it because I wanted yellow socks. Um, I have a pair of yellow socks that is a really lovely yellow with a little more green in it than what is in this pair, but, um, but they're fine. And I am just enjoying, uh, knitting those, all of those cookie a socks that I've been working with. So, so that's, um, that project. Then the other project, I have two other projects that are on the needles right now. And one of them is the umbrella sweater. I'm calling it the umbrella pullover, but I think it's just called umbrellas, the pattern. And it's by Hohi Locatelli. And this, I'm knitting this out of this Solstice Luna sock yarn that um, I got at Dublin Bay Yarn Shop here in Portland um, during the Rose City Yarn Crawl. And uh, this yarn is, it's a 80% merino, 10% cashmere, 10% nylon. It is so soft and wonderful. And I'm hoping it's not going to be, um, it's not going to pill. It probably will a little bit, but I'm trying to knit it at a pretty tight gauge, which will help prevent that. The color that I'm knitting it out of is Oliver Twist, and that's the main color. It's kind of a gray, like with a little bit of brown, kind of a brownish gray color. And I am, uh, yeah, so that's the main color. And then I didn't end up purchasing a color for the color work. It's basically a, co a yoke, color work yoke uh, pattern and um what that is these made up of these umbrellas and it just it was actually in the shop as a sample and i was completely convinced that i needed to get it so um i ended up i didn't buy colors for the color work knowing that i had plenty of leftover sock yarn so that's what i ended up using i think i used a blue for the umbrella you know, the top of the umbrellas. And then I used white for the umbrella handle. And it's also got like speckles that are like raindrops. So, um, so that is that project. I, I, I'm a little stalled out on it just cause I need to wind another skein of that solstice. I've already finished the color work and even split for the armholes, I believe. So I'm just knitting on the body so it's kind of going to be just a knit 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 kind of slog until it's done but I'll be glad to have it and um, I think it's really cute it's short sleeves so which again is great although I think it's um, the sleeves are shorter than I what I really want I think I will lengthen the sleeves a little bit uh, so we'll see what uh, how much yarn I have and maybe once I finish the body I'll just divide whatever yarn I have left in half and knit the, the sleeves as long as I can so so that is that project the umbrella pullover uh, by Hohi Locatelli and then the last project I'm going to talk about is the is palm de pin and that is let me turn to my page that I took notes on this palm de pin I must have started a while ago because I'm flipping back it is palm de pin 
oh, I didn't write down the designer's name. Oh, it's um, Amy Christophers is the designer of Palm de Pin, and I'm knitting it out of Blue Moon Fiber Arts BFL Sport, which I had never knit anything but uh, socks that rock before, and I really like this yarn. It is non-superwash. It's BFL. It is um, sport weight, and it's I'm I really am liking it. And the color I'm using is every is called Everyday Gray, and I'm knitting this on size five needles. And the lace is um, it's an all over lace pattern. If you haven't seen, lots of people have knit the Palm de Pin cardigan. And it is, like I said, an overall lace pattern. And it's got, it's a very meditative pattern, I would say. Once you get into the groove, it's a pretty simple 12 stitch repeat, but um, it's simpler than what that sounds. It's like basically a two stitch repeat. So you do um, one line of lace and then you purl back and you do that same line. Uh, purl back and that same line again and purl back and then there's a second one so a second line of lace so that's really the 12 um, 12 uh, stitch repeat it's pretty simple um, not very complicated so um, so I'm really liking that and um, it's uh, although I started it, I started it in the middle of January and I'm hoping to move along through with it. Um, but again, I kind of stalled out on that one a little bit for a while too, but I'm back to it now. And I just finished the body of the sweater and it kind of has this interesting way of once you finish the left side and you cast off for the shoulders you continue knitting um, around the collar um, until you're about halfway around the neck and you do that on both sides and um, I have not ever knit anything like that before so I'm a little curious to see how it ends up fitting but we shall see so the next thing I just need to do is cast on for the sleeves so uh, so that those are the four projects that I currently have on my needles. I do also have a um, sock yarn blanket that I just keep going that kind of I come I go back to every now and then, but um, I haven't knit on that at all. Those are the really the four main projects I've been working on. So then, I'll move on to talk about finished projects. So finished projects, I finished a pair of socks for my daughter. And um, these are just my plain vanilla socks, which my plain vanilla socks are a three by one rib over the entire leg. And then after I do the, uh, the heel flap and the gusset, I go back, I maintain the ribbing only on the top of the foot and the bottom of the foot is in uh, stockinette. So that's what these socks are made of and the yarn that I used is Knit Picks Felici and I believe it's the teacup colorway although I am not entirely certain because I have another project in my 
uh, list of Ravelry projects that are called teacup socks. And, but I think those were actually the wizard socks. It's another nitpicks Felici colorway. So I really just need to double check, but this one seems more like teacup to me cause it's Alice in Wonderland colors. It's got, you know, red and kind of pink and aqua colors. And my daughter's name is Alice. And so that's why I chose these, uh, this colorway for her. So those are finished, and I think they're my third pair in 2016 to have finished. And my goal, I'm hoping to do 16 maybe, at least 12 pairs of socks, which um, I should be able to do, I think. Although I guess I'm a little bit behind at this point. So anyway, because um, I'm working on pair number five right now. So that is that. And then the other thing that I finished is the groovy shawl. And the groovy shawl is, it's a pattern by, uh, it's the design name is Jumper Cables. And I cast this on in the middle of February and I just finished it last week and I used Madeline Tosh sock in the rainwater colorway and this yarn was it had been a sweater it was a tin can knit sweater pattern that I don't remember what the pattern name was but it was it's kind of a sleeveless sweater that has lace on top and then it kind of flares out lots of people have knit it very popular pattern but i must have re read the instructions wrong because mine didn't flare out so i think i was only decreasing at a place where i was supposed to be decreasing in one place and increasing in another place so mine just ended up sloping backwards towards my back and it didn't have that nice flare out effect so I think I just made a mistake with it so I ended up ripping it out and using the yarn uh, to make this groovy shawl it's a great color this rainwater color and um, this shawl will be so so wearable I'm really uh, glad to have it although I was getting very tired of knitting it. And um, the design is pretty simple. It's kind of, it's similar to Hitchhiker in that it has this kind of area where you, you know, you keep increasing on one end and then eventually you cast off a few stitches on the other end. The difference is that Hitchhiker is in garter stitch and this one kind of alternates sections of stockinette and reverse stockinette. So, um, but I really like it. It's, and I used the two full skeins of Madeline Tosh socks. So it's, it's a nice big shawl. I still need to block it. And, um, when, once that's done, I'll be really glad to wear it. So that is that those are my finished projects. So then the last thing I wanted to talk about is just this idea of getting connected. And I think that in each episode, I'll talk a little bit about some, way that you could connect with other knitters. And if you're already, if you're listening to this podcast, then you know that podcasts are a really great way to connect with other knitters. And, um, so that's what I really wanted to talk about in this first episode. And, um, to talk about how a podcast can really enrich your knitting life by helping you to connect 
with other people, whether it's that you have your own podcast or you just engage with other podcasters, you know, that you watch their podcast and then you engage with them on social media. So these are, um, so podcasts are great ways. And I'm, I've been hearing lots of statistics lately about podcasts and how there are so many blogs out there, but there really are not in comparison that many podcasts. So it's a really great medium to get into and to, to use, uh, to connect with other people. So, uh, podcasts for my use I love to listen to podcasts and there are so many things that I learn from them and though I love knitting podcasts there are lots of other I mean there are just podcasts about everything under the sun and I love to learn and listen to new podcasts about different subjects that I don't really know that much about and they're so convenient for me um, because I can listen to them at, during so many times of my life. Like I, I listen to them when I'm walking my dog, when I go to the grocery store, when I'm driving to school, when I'm just sitting alone um, on Saturday mornings doing my knitting. There are so many different times when I can listen to podcasts. And so, and I find that for me, there's a real difference between audio and video podcasts. I know some people really prefer video podcasts and they don't um, tend to watch or listen to audio podcasts, but, and it makes sense. Like I know that knitting is a very visual thing and you learn a lot by seeing a project or it can be more inspiring to see a project than to just hear someone talk about it. But audio podcasts really fill a, a, a different need for me. And, um, in my life, there are plenty of times when I can listen to an audio podcast, but I can't really watch a video podcast. So like when I'm cooking dinner, or when I'm at the grocery store, all of these things, I can have earbuds in and I can be listening to something, but I can't really give my undivided attention to watching something. Even, you know, so I tend to watch video podcasts when I'm knitting, but I'm knitting, you know, and so I don't, I don't often watch, even if it's a video podcast, I'm often looking down at my knitting and I'll glance up when there's something I really want to take a look at, or maybe I'll work on something that doesn't, that I don't really have to look at that much, um, so that I can watch it. But, um, but by and large, it's, there's, it's one or the other and there's a good time for video podcasts and there's a good time for audio podcasts. So, um, I thought I would talk a little bit about like my favorite podcasts of the moment, things that I'm, um, listening to and watching. And, um, they, you know, of course come in these different categories. So first, I guess I'll talk a little bit about knitting podcasts and the ones that I find inspiring and, um, that I really listen to a lot. So, First, um, I'll talk about audio and those, um, my, the one audio podcast I would say, well, I don't know, I listen to all of these, but one of them, I really love the Knitmore Girls and the Knitmore Girls, if you're not listening already, you should be, they have been podcasting for a really long time. I don't know exactly how long, but a long time. And it's hosted by Jasmine and Gigi and they're a mother daughter team and they call their podcast a multi-generational uh, knitting production because they are mother-daughter, but now um, Jasmine has a daughter herself. And um, 
they talk a lot about uh, Genevieve and her interest in knitting and how she wears all of the knitted garments that her mother and grandmother make for her. So I really like the Knit More Girls. Um, they talk a lot. They're very detailed and descriptive about their projects, which I really appreciate. And they talk a lot about little tips and um, things that you can do to just take your knitting to the next level so that you really give it your thorough attention and that it is really done well to the best of your ability. So um, a lot of what they talk about is in that way. So little, um, you know, tips like having grow grain ribbon along the, the inside of a button band or um, other things like that, where they're just the little, the little details about your knitting that I can sometimes tend to be just a happy speedy knitter where I just will that's why I like socks so much is I'll just knit 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 and then it's done and I don't have to work worry too much about the little fine details that I sometimes get frustrated by so uh but they're very inspiring in that way so I really like listening when I'm in the mood to do something that requires careful attention uh it's, I appreciate, I think of them, I guess. Uh, the other podcast, this is the very first podcast that I started listening to, and that was The Knitting Pipeline with Paula Emmons Feasley. And it's another audio podcast. And uh, I just love, I mean, she's been around for so long. If you're listening to me, you've probably listened to Paula. And um, just, I love everything she says. Um, I really love her nature notes and uh and she often brings a, a poem or, you know, some sort of inspiring, oh, I don't even know how to describe it, but she'll bring a poem and, about nature usually, and uh, she'll observe, she'll describe what she is seeing in her neck of the woods at this time of year. So I, I just really love, she's a very um, observant person. I can really tell that about her and appreciate that. So then the other audio podcast I've been listening to, and I, I still put it in the knitting category, though I suppose she's um, branched out and she uh, talks about all kinds of different things, and that is A Playful Day. And I just really love listening to uh, this podcast, and she talks about just living a creative life and what that means to her and her daughter and how... Um, how to continue to be inspired. So I really like A Playful Day, very inspiring podcast. So that is, um, those are the audio podcasts I listen to. Video podcasts I watch are The Fat Squirrel Speaks, as I mentioned already, The Knit Girls, and uh, with that's with Laura and Leslie. And um, I've been watching them for a really long time also really like their their podcast they just have such a they're you know it's the two of them so they have a very nice kind of back and forth rapport with each other even though they are uh podcasting from different states and they you know skype and you you get to see both of them somehow that the rapport and the friendship that they have comes through even though they're doing this with all of this 
tricky technology um, podcasting from two different places. So, so I really like the Knit Girls. The other one that I really like a lot is the Stockinette Zombies. I just I've been watching them for a long time too, and they have a similar kind of dynamic as the Knit Girls, where they're just very they have a really nice rapport. Um, and they're very prolific knitters. They share so much about what they're knitting. I find it very inspiring. I really think a lot about projects that I want to knit after watching that video podcast. And then just recently, I have started watching a few podcasts on YouTube, and there's there are a lot on there too, and I do watch a many more but the couple that I have been really enjoying lately are the fawn knits and that is um Laura and she is in Canada and she has a Etsy shop where she sells project bags and hand dyed yarn and I just really like her podcast she has a very kind of um um what's the word I'm looking for kind of unobtrusive retreating kind of way like um but she just seems so natural like I you know like she's just talking to her friend in her living room and I really appreciate that about her podcast I mean some of the some podcasts are have this more kind of highly produced quality where they're not they don't feel stilted or inauthentic or anything but they um but they are very, um, a, a little more polished, I suppose. And Lara's is just really straightforward and down to earth, just talking about her knitting with people in her living room. And I really enjoy that and appreciate that quality of her, her podcast. And then the other one that I just started watching, I think I've only watched maybe two episodes. So I'm probably, I don't, really know all the details I should have <laughs> written them down but um that is the Liberty Knits podcast and that I know that the daughter's name is Chelsea and I don't remember the mother's name but they are so adorable I just love the way that they interact like both with each other and with the camera and with the knitters that they know are out there I mean that's so interesting to me to be thinking about as you're podcasting like you're not really talking to anybody but it, you know that you are like in your in your head you know that you are so and they do that really well like you can tell that there are individual people that they know that they're thinking of as they are podcasting because they just they have this the very warm way and you just again feel like you're you're just talking with them and they're so cute their interactions with each other just hilarious and adorable so I really like that Liberty Knits podcast and then I did want to mention a little bit about other podcasts that are not knitting related that I really enjoy because that's not my entire life and I think we're all that way like knitting isn't everything that we do and it is good to get out of that mindset a little bit and to know think about other things that there are to do so the first one is called Elise Gets Crafty and I really like this podcast it's about running a small business a small creative business and so a lot she mainly interviews people and a lot of her interviews are with people who have either you know started a a yarn dyeing business or they have um 
they have, uh, they've written a book, a, a pattern book, and it's not all knitting related. Like it is very much about uh, the creative world. So she'll have designers, graphic designers, web designers, um, lots of different, you know, shop owners, so many different uh, inspiring people who talk about their work and how they feel about being creative and how they feel about making their creativity something that they earn a living on. And that is so fascinating to me because it is something that I could imagine myself eventually doing. I could imagine myself you using my creativity more in my work. And I certainly am a creative person in my teaching life, but there are other ways that I'm creative as well. And it would be nice to really look at those and see about using those um, as a source of revenue. So so that's Elise Gets Crafty. Um, and then the other one that is kind of on a similar vein is called The Digital Entrepreneur. And I love this. It's much more business-minded, um, not even in the you know crafty, creative realm, but it's really about, um, well, the digital entrepreneur, making a living, carving out a existence for yourself, on the internet and how do you do that and how do you create a an internet presence that is valuable to people and interesting and will thereby make you some money so it's just fascinating so interesting if you have ever thought about using the internet to uh, make money and it's certainly relevant to all of the people that Elise interviews on Elise Gets Crafty and to many of the podcasters who we watch who have their, you know, yarn dyeing business and their podcast is kind of a, an avenue of letting people know about their business. It certainly pertains to that. So how can you use a podcast? How can you create content on your website that people will find valuable and will cause them to keep coming back to your website how do you use mailchimp as a tool like there are all of these different uh things that you can use and the digital entrepreneur is a great website or a great podcast that talks about how to use those things it's very inspiring but like i said very business-minded so if you're looking for kind of the creative spin on all of that that's not what you're going to get there so um, that's the digital entrepreneur. Uh, then other, the other two podcasts I listen to like without fail are not, um, not at all in the same realm. One of them is called books on the nightstand. And I, I heard about this podcast on another podcast that is a knitting podcast. And I love this podcast and it, I really do, uh, feel like I have it to thank for making me a more prolific reader and for encouraging me to read more because every time I listen I add something to my list of books that I want to read so I really enjoy it uh, so if you're wanting to read more and you're trying to think about what or you just want to hear hear people talk about the culture of being a reader then this is a great podcast for that and then the last one is called Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is great. What a super fun podcast to listen to. They have a theme every week and they talk about, you know, often they talk about like 
the movie that just came out and they talk about what they think of it. Uh, but it's all, it's more than that because they'll, you know, have different segments and, you know, their like reviews of movies are very thorough and, you know, they talk about how the movie maybe exists within the, the culture of other movies that are similar to it or, you know, it's, it, it gets pretty deep in a, in a certain way. And I just love listening to that podcast. It's an NPR podcast, so it's put out by by NPR and you can certainly download it and listen to it on the NPR website. Um, and then their fa- my, the best thing about that podcast is that, you know, they have their theme for the week. And then after they've talked about that theme, then they go into the, uh, what they have this segment called what's making me happy this week. And it's just so fun to hear about, things that are going on and what the, the, they are, it's like a round table. There are four different hosts and they all kind of talk about, um, all of the topics and, uh, to go around and hear what's making them happy that week is just, is a really fun, uh, little segment. So, so those, that's kind of my spiel on podcasts and how great they are for feeling connected to people and the world in general. And, um, yeah, and I hope you enjoy that and that you can go out and listen to some. So that is pretty much all I have to say this week, which I think is enough. I think it's plenty. I've been chatting away for a while. So if you, I would love it if you would reach out. If you're listening to this, um, I right now feel like I am talking into a void. I don't have that uh, community of people who I know are listening to my podcast yet. So if you're listening, please reach out and um, connect with me and you can send me a message on Ravelry. Like I said, my username on Ravelry is five pointed star and then, um, or follow me on Instagram at the connected knitter. And I'm also on Twitter and Pinterest as the connected knitter as well. And it also, you can send me an email if you want to also at Meredith at the connected knitter or that I have another email address which is hi at the connected knitter so please do reach out and let's get connected and get to know each other and um yeah connect over our knitting so I hope you all have a really great day and I'll talk to you soon mm-hmm.